At the time of the inauguration of the Mishkan, Aaron Akoyen gives the Jewish people a bracha. The question is, what bracha was it? Based on how Rashi explains it, we're going to see that Aaron's focus at this time is all about bringing the Shekhinah to dwell with the Jewish people. It has a great lesson for us in how we can contend with the darkness and challenges of living in our Golos world. In Pasuk, the Pasuk says that Aaron lifted his hands and he blessed the Jewish people. And it says, He came down from having completed the chattos, etc. Rashi takes the word and concentrates on it to explain on his mephorish that it what was the brocha birkas koyhanim. The brocha koyhanim always gives. And then Rashi tells us, where did Rashi get that from? The Mokka from the Pirish is Rashi. As the commentaries on Rashi point out, Rashi's based himself on Torah's Kohanim and the Medrash Torah's Kohanim. In the various places throughout the Gemara, that it's from this Pasuk, that we derive many of the practical details of the Halochas, of how Kohanim are supposed to bless the community, what we call Duchening. Question is Ramban. The question which the Ramban, who is also one of the commentators on the simple understanding of the Pasuk, so Ramban raises this question, we'll ask the same question the same question. Rashi's objective is to explain the simplest understanding of the Pasuk. And the instruction for the Kahanim to bless the Jewish people, which includes in Dipsukim, Yivorechacha, Yoir Yisa, which Rashi has just quoted, was Rashi bring that up, something we don't yet know about. We're in Pasha Shmini. That's only going to be revealed in Pasha's Nosai. And we came and learned like Derech Hapshat. So if that's the case, how can the simple explanation of this pasuk mean as Devayevorchem Do that here the word Vayevorchem is given Berakas Kahanim is that he gave them the Kohen's Bracha. The Kohen's Bracha wasn't yet instructed. So how's the Pshat that he gave them the Kohen's Bracha? So we mentioned the Ramban raises this question. The Ramban builds us for inference. So the Ramban's suggested answer is as the parasha from Berakas Kohanim. That the parasha that includes Birkas Kohanim, which we are only going to read about in Nosei, despite being written in the Torah much later on, is Gizok Givarim Free, was actually told to the Kohanim already before this, therefore the Brocha was available, and Aaron could have given that Brocha. It was already given as a verbal instruction before our Pasuk. How do we know that? Because when you do look in Parashas Nase at the parasha of Brikas Kehanim, you'll see that straight after Brikas Kehanim, then it says, It describes the conclusion of putting up the Mishkan, which is obviously what our parasha is talking about. The eighth day of the inauguration of the Mishkan. So the Ramban, the Ramban wants to argue that it was a verbalized commandment before it was actually written in the Torah, and therefore the information was already not only known, but instructed to Aaron even before the story. That's great for the Ramban. It doesn't really work for Rashi. It'd be really difficult to suggest that Rashi also believes that it was a verbal instruction long before it was written down. Let's assume Rashi did believe that. Somewhere Rashi should have mentioned as deep parasha from Birkas Kehanim that the instruction of Birkas Kehanim is the Torah in, in the Torah is not like say Dasmanim doesn't appear chronologically in the Torah 
And then he could have said, bring in the Gdam Kala, could have quoted the well-known concept, that the Torah is not always in chronological order, as Rashi does elsewhere. And if, seeing as Rashi doesn't mention the lack of chronology, so therefore we assume that Rashi actually thinks the instruction for Brikos Kahanim happens after our parasha, then he should have given another explanation which the Ramban offers, which is, as that this brocha recorded here that Aaron gives the people is not Birkas Kahanim. was not Birkas Kahanim because we don't know about Birkas Kahanim yet. It hasn't been told. Now, a brocha stam was Aaron not given shidin by mfarendikins and avoided some eshtemol. Rather, it was a generic brocha that Aaron Akoyan extended to the Jewish people when he completed his very first day of service in the Mishkan. And that would be quite similar, actually, to what Shlema Amelech did at the time where he inaugurated the, ba- inaugurated the base Amigash. He gave a generic bracha to the entire community. So maybe that's Rashi's view. So Mefor Shimzogan, there are commentators on Rashi who suggest, as the Hechach Tzelen and as Vayivorchim may into Birkas Kohanim, how does Rashi insist that the bracha that Aaron gives over here is in fact Birkas Kohanim, despite the fact that we haven't yet been told Birkas Kohanim, is from the fact that Aaron is the only person giving the bracha in this particular section. On the status of Moshe without Moshe's participation. And that is neat, which is different to the very next bracha that the Torah records, where it says that Moshe and Aaron together bless the people. The fact that the Torah here separates this bracha and says it's only Aaron lends itself to being Birkas Kehanim. That's how the Mephoshim one is explain it. It's the Fun Fashtanik, which would then make it easy to understand. As the Brocha Gihat Ashaiches nor to Aaron, that if it's a Brocha that only Aaron gave, then it must be a Brocha which is specific to Aaron. And the Faris Ashim Mephoshim has also given Birkas Kehanim, which logically would lead Rashi to explain which Brocha is unique to Aaron, Birkas Kehanim. Because Aaron was now being initiated into service in the Mishkan, this would make then logical sense. And it's also the day he is inducted into giving the brocha that a Koyen gives, because that's also similar to Avoida. That's why that's the time in Davening where the Koyenim give their brochas. That's how the Mephoshim want to explain Rashi's interpretation, because the Torah singles out a brocha by Aaron only. Problem is, that's not so simple. Yes, the fact that Aaron is the only person giving this brocha indicates that the brocha is somehow specifically linked to Aaron. Still would be difficult to say which brocha is unique to Aaron in this context. Besides the first issue we've already um, mentioned, which is we don't know yet about Birkos Kohanim, it's only coming in Parashas Nosei. But besides that, we have three other issues with the suggestion that because it's only Aaron giving the bracha, therefore it must be Birkos Kohanim. Number one, Aleph. Let's go with the logic that says Aaron is now being inducted into the role of blessing the Jewish people. Then the Torah should have said, Aaron, bless the people. In the same way as Moshe instructed Aaron with every other avoider that he had to do for the first time that day, there's no logic to say the first time he's giving Birkas Kahanim, which is a type of avoider, there's no direct instruction for it. Number two. 
Blessing the Jewish people is a positive prerogative for every Kohen, not only Aaron. If in fact Aaron is giving them Brikas Kohanim because he is now required and being inducted into giving Brikas Kohanim, why do it alone? Where are his children? They also should be inducted into giving Brikas Kohanim. Or at the very least, they have a positive mitzvah, they should fulfill it. We do see that Aaron's sons participated in the other elements of inauguration into service in the Mishkan. Why would they not participate in Brikas Kehanim? And third issue with suggesting that this is Brikas Kehanim, Gimel, is Beshmini Lami Luyim Isech Moshe Geven HaKoyen. On that eighth day of inauguration of the Mishkan, Moshe still held the title of Kohen. Rashi already told us that. that. On the eighth day of the inauguration of the Mishkan, all of them, Aaron, his sons, and Moshe, were all equally Kayanim. Yes, of course, our Moshe would not now be initiated into the role of giving Birkas Kayanim in the future because he would not be a coin from tomorrow. But why not at least participate in the one time that he could be like a coin blessing the Jewish people? Especially since Rashi's view is that Moshe actually did all the ordinary avoidos that day. Aaron did the special inaugural avoidos, but Moshe was the one who did the regular avoidos, so not Aaron. So, Actually, blessing the Yidden is a regular void and Moshe should participate. Therefore, it's quite difficult to suggest that the reason Rashi knows this is Birkos Koyanim is because it's spe- specifically attributed to Aaron. Okay, before we explain that, let's look at what else Rashi says. After Rashi tells us that the brocha Aaron gave is Birkas Kehanim, is Rashi Moisif Kanal. As we mentioned, Rashi then spells it out that it's Yivorechecha Yo'er Yisa. Is Tamur. That's really strange. Vima Forish and Fregan, as the commentaries all ask. Why does Rashi have to tell us what the words of Brikos Kehanima? That's something clear. Even a child who isn't familiar with all of Chumash knows as Brikos Kehanim he's been to Shul. He knows what Brikos Kehanim sounds like. He knows what the, at least the first word of each section is. Why does Rashi have to tell us? Even if you want to say, and this would be quite a difficult answer to squeeze through, but let's assume. That for whatever reason, Rashi is not convinced that the child knows the words of Birkas Kehanim. Because he hasn't actually encountered those words yet in Pashas Nosei, which is still coming. Fine, so Rashi has to tell us which words. Then Rashi could have just said, etc. And, and you'll look it up, or you'll ask your father, and you'll find out as a child what the broch is. Why does Rashi have to tell us what the words are of the three broches? Now, there is an intriguing answer given by the Mephoshim, which will 
uh, relate to our explanation. That these three words, they each relate to one of the three carbonists that are being described at this point as part of the inaugural service. There was a chattas offering, an oil offering, and a shlomim offering. And it's actually quite easy to see the correlation because part of the first bracha is that David will not only, only bless you but will protect you as well. Which includes being protected from Averis, meaning that you won't have to bring a carbon chattas. So, is related to the carbon chattas. Yo'er, the brach of illumination, is connected oila, represents the oila offering. Oila is often brought as an atonement for inappropriate thoughts that didn't translate into actions. Which is an avera involved with the intellect of a human being, which illuminates the experience of being human. Yo'er. And the last one is probably the easiest. The last part of Birkos Kahanim ends with the bracha of peace. Is That obviously relates to the peace suffering, which brings peace into the world. So that's on the Mephoshim. Align the three words <coughs> with the three korbanas. And that would actually be a reason to prove to us that the bracha Aaron gave over here was not a generic bracha like Shlomo Melech did at the time he inaugurated the, the Beis HaMikdash. Rather, it's specifically Birkas Kohanim. Because the words of Birkas Kohanim rarely dovetail nicely with the three carbonates. And that would be possibly the reason why Rashi spells out the three expressions for us. Only problem is, Rashi doesn't say anything like that. It'd be really difficult to say that that's what Rashi is actually teaching us. Because let's be honest, to get from Yivorechecha, Yoir, and Yisa to those three Karbanas is not something we would have worked out on our own. So if Rashi did have it in mind, he surely would have told us because it's not obvious. And Rashi always clarifies those things that are not obvious. And the last thing we have to clarify about what Rashi says before we can put all the pieces together is in the next Rashi he quotes the word that Aaron came down, came down from where? He explains that it means that Aaron came down from the Mizbech. So he obviously brought Karbonos and now he comes down from the Mizbech. Or maybe Rashi is telling us something else. In the Pasuk already tells us clearly that Aaron came down from having brought the Chattos offering, etc. Needless to say, where did he do the Karbonos? Obviously on the Mizbech. So what's Rashi telling us that we don't already know <coughs> that Aaron came from the Mizbech? What would we not understand from the Pasuk? The Pasuk says he finished doing the Karbonos, he came down from where the Mizbech? Says Rashi, where did he come down from the Mizbech? Well, we know that already. <coughs> So far my first was Zogan, some of the commentaries want to suggest as the midfield Rashi Bavon and that Rashi's intention here is that you shouldn't misunderstand the Pasuk and think that he came down after he gave them the Brocha. Because that would be a difficult chronology. 
why is it necessary for us to know that Aaron comes down from the Mizbeach? Surely it's logical. You finish what you have to do in a particular area, you leave that area. In this case, you come down off the Mizbeach. Therefore, the Mephoshim want us to know that coming off the Mizbeach, which indicates the place where he brought the Korbonis. Korbonis is given far and he brought those Korbonis before he blessed the Eden of itself, in the parasha, which the parasha actually spells out for us. And the say that's what Rashi wants us to understand about the Pesach. He raised his hands and he blessed the Jewish people. When did that occur? Straight away after he came off the Mizbeach, having brought the Korbonos. So Rashi, according to this Mephorshim, is explaining the chronology. He gave the Brocha, but only after he came down from the Mizbeach. On their peers is Matamit and Pirish Atoyos Kehanim Eifim Pasuk, and this commentary would fit perfectly with the Medrash Torah Kehanim, which, as mentioned, is Rashi's source. What does the Medrash there say? Azar is a Pasuk Masuros. It's a Pasuk that isn't in the in the easiest order to read. Rather, the easier way for the Pasuk to have been presented would have been that Aaron came off the Mizbech having brought all of the Korbonis and then he raised his hands and blessed the people. And the concept of a, a Pasuk that is sometimes in an order that has to be rearranged in our minds to understand it is something Rashi has already discussed before. So the Mephoshim say, Rashi is going along the same lines as the Teras Kohanim. And Miyala Mizbech means to clarify for us, first he finishes the Korbanis, then he leaves the Mizbech, then he blesses the people. Except that doesn't really seem to be what Rashi is saying. This explanation actually raises a major issue. Well, first of all, let's be honest. The concept of rearranging a Pasuk to understand it is not your first go-to perspective according to Pshat. If Rashi did want us to know that his explanation is based on a rearrangement of the Pasuk, he would have said so clearly. Like he did in other places. But besides that, is there are more fundamental issues over here. Aleph number one, those words that say, that Rashi uses, that says he came down off the Mizbeach, which are the words that Rashi effectively is inserting into the Pasuk to help us understand it. Those words actually don't tell us anything about order, etc. Nor an optage as the Vayered is given Malamizbech. It's just an explanation. Vayered, where from the Mizbech. And as we've mentioned, that is something the Pasuk already told us. That Aaron came down from having done the Chatos, etc. So if Rashi's intention is to explain that the Pasuk doesn't really read as it's presented, well, A, he should have told us, and B, all he's done for us is told us, which is information we already know. But besides that, a brocha is not one of the avoidas that you're meant to do on the Mizbech. 
is when the word of Ayyarit Ma'asay is Gurma Vodan Kalnit Gishtanan. Let's assume that the Pasak even hadn't told us that Aaron left the Mizbech having done all of the offerings. We still would have understood that the bracha occurred after he completed all of his avoida at the Mizbech. told us, and we would have logically known that he finishes his avoida, which belongs on the Mizbech, so he comes off the Mizbech. You don't have to tell me that he came off the Mizbech because there's no reason to believe that a bracha happens at the Mizbech, is there? So to bring up a whole there, what's going to explain all of this is we've got to understand what's going on over here and the nature of this bracha. First of all, when Rashi tells us that Aaron gave them the bracha of Birkas Kohanim, we made a mistake to believe that Rashi was telling us Aaron fulfilled the mitzvah of Birkas Kohanim. That's not what Rashi was saying. He just means those were the words that Aaron used in his bracha. Aaron was not fulfilling the mitzvah of Birkas Kahanim. So therefore, if it's not the mitzvah, we don't have to worry about his sons and we don't have to worry about Moshe. Rather, what's happening over here is Aaron completes his first day of service, inaugurating himself and the Mishkan, and now he wants to bless the Jewish people. Kidder come on, we'll explain a little bit later why he wants to and what type of bracha he wants to give them. So so he has to choose a bracha to give. Which bracha does he choose? So Benjamin Miti Psukum for Birkas Kehanim, he chooses Birkas Kehanim. But the Teichem from Birkas Kehanim is by Pashas Matim to the Zachen mit welche Aaron hat dann gewollt Benjamin Eden. Why did he choose those words? Because they suited the theme of the bracha that Aaron wanted to give. So that's our first switch. He's not giving Birkas Kehanim because he was instructed to do so. Aaron wants to bench the Eden. He's choosing these words because they are best suited to the kind of bracha he wants to give. That's actually why Rashi tells us that the bracha has these three key words in it. Because as we'll learn a little bit later, these three words describe for us the intent of Aaron's bracha. Okay, so what is Aaron's bracha? Well, Rashi is pretty convinced that it's simple for us to know what intention Aaron has in his bracha. This is the time of the inauguration of the Mishkan. What is the purpose of the Mishkan? The Torah tells us clearly. The purpose of the Mishkan is to have the divine presence part and parcel of the experience of the Jewish community. Starting first and foremost with the divine presence very visibly in the Mishkan. That's the intention. How do you get that to happen? How do you get the Shechina into the Mishkan? To activate the Shechina, you can't only do the regular service of the Mishkan that was done that day, the eighth day of inaugurating the Mishkan. Like the Pasuk says, what had to happen? The Pasuk says clearly, this is what you have to do. Then, then the Yibishter's presence will appear for you. 
In other words, what's does mean? Rashi is mefarshi kabonis vavoyda von Aaron. Rashi tells us clearly what is zehadavar, the specific, unique, inaugural service of Aaron. That's going to activate shchina in the beisamik in the mishkan. Vader is kedai vechoshiv. Why Aaron? Because he is the right person. Shaliyadei korbanoi sov avidosa. This is Rashi's language through his korbanos, through his service. Tisha shchina bochem. Then the Shechina will dwell with you. And you will then recognize that David chose Aaron as your representative. Now that helps us to understand why Aaron wants to bless the Yidden once he has finished his Avodah. After the Yidden finished constructing the Mishkan, we, we see as Moshe had gebenched the Eden, at that time Moshe gave them a bracha, which was, Then it means Hashem, in the future, the Shechina will dwell in the construction you have now made. As Durch Vyosuli Migdash, you fulfilled the first part of the instruction, make for me a Mishkan. You should now effect the result of that Mishkan, which is the Divine Presence resting with you. We made this understanding. From that, we can understand. As we bald avoidus Aaron via Mashmini is di avoidus was darf ufton di ashras ashchina befoyal. We now know from the way Rashi explains our davar that this is what you have to do. That Aaron's avoidus on this special day, the eighth day of inauguration of the Mishkan, that's what's going to activate the shchina in the space. So Aaron does those steps, does that avoida. It's only appropriate now that he gives a brocha or prays that his avoida should do what it is meant to. Bring the shechina into the space. This is the nature of Aaron's brocha. Now, you could ask a question. Hang on a second. Straight after Aaron's bracha, we find that Moshe and Aaron together bless the people. And what bracha did they give? Rashi tells us. They gave a bracha that the shechina should rest in the human, mish, human built mishka. So now once again, we're arguing that Aaron's bracha was to activate the presence of the Shechina in the Mishkan. Why straight after that would Moshe and Aaron together ask for the same thing again? That's not an issue. These two brachas, Aaron's bracha alone and the bracha of Moshe and Aaron together are two completely different concepts. Aaron's brocha slash tefillah is linked to his personal part, his personal role in the Mishkan. His tefillah slash brocha is that his efforts should achieve their purpose, which is to activate the Shechina in the Mishkan. And the right way to say that bracha is to use Birkas Kohanim as we're about to learn. Whereas the bracha of the combined Moshe and Aaron. After that bracha, which is a bracha that the Shechina should rest in the product of the entire nation, not in the specific avoid of Aaron. Is that bracha That's a much broader kind of bracha. 
which is in a sense the summation of all of the efforts of all of the people through all of this time to make the Mishkan. As you see, there's two components to the Brocha. On the one hand, there's a Brocha asking for the Shechina to be in their handiwork. And as well as to ask for the Ebishter's so-called benevolence with us, which is specifically asking for the Shechina to be present in the inauguration week or eight days of the Mishkan. Okay, what we're most focused on is Aaron's Brocha and why it's Birkas Koyhanim. The time of us as Hatzich for Gefordet Yavodim Yechedes from Aaron to Ufton Ashos Ashchina in Mishkan to understand this. Let's first ask why is it that Aaron Akoyin is the catalyst for bringing the Shchina into the Mishkan? Is Valashos Ashchina at Kiken Zayin Ashnach Dem Vsis Given Dikapora Gumura Ifcheta Egel. Well, the reason for that is because the only way that you could really manifest the Shchina properly in the Mishkan is you first have to completely cleanse any vestige of the Cheta Egel. Rashi already told us this. Why is the Mishkan also called the Mishkan of Testimony? Rashi told us. It is a testimony to the Yidden. That the Ebeshter was willing to forego the debacle of the Eagle. How do you see that? Because he's willing to put his Shechina with the Jewish people. And Rashi also says in the following Pasuk, that after seven days of inaugurating the Mishkan, when the Yidden noticed that the Shechina wasn't yet apparent, they started to complain. All of this effort that we invested to manifest the Shechina within us. And then we would know that the Ebeshter had atoned or forgiven the debacle of the Eagle and we don't see the Shechina. So it's really clear that in order for Ashara's Shechina to happen, first has to be a cleansing of the stain of the Eagle. Who could do that? Aaron is the catalyst to remove any vestige of the eagle. That's why Aaron's very first carbon that he brought was an eagle. A calf that was brought as a chatos offering. Says Rashi, The intention of this calf was to indicate that the Ebeshter was using this calf as a symbol of the forgiveness of the calf that Aaron was very involved in producing. Now we understand. So Aaron is the one who has to be the catalyst for the Shechina to enter. Why? Because Aaron is the one who could smooth over the issue of the eagle because he was personally involved and he could be mechaper for it. And that brocha is, is uh, or that concept is illustrated and reflected in the bracha of Birkas Kehanim. That's how Rashi doesn't just tell us that Aaron chose the words of Birkas Kehanim as his bracha, but he tells us what those words are. Because those specific words of Birkas Kehanim, they illustrate the three major achievements that Aaron hoped to achieve with his bracha, which are Aleph Yivorechecha. Yivorechecha means Er, the Ebishter Zodir Benchen, that Hashem should bless you. 
The erste Sache ist, dass die Broche ist nicht von Aaronen. The first thing Aaron wants to illustrate to the Jewish people is, the Broche coming to you is not from me as an individual. Was demelt ist da not for Atayna, because in that case, let's assume Aaron was giving a Broche of his own volition, well, there could have been some pushback to say, considering that Aaron was involved in the Egel Azov. The Jews could have scratched their heads and said, how would it make sense that Aaron would give the bracha that the shechina should be in the Mishkan, which is the sign of forgiveness for the eagle if Aaron was part of the problem. So therefore Aaron tells him, no, Aaron bet, as the Eberstah alayns of Benshin in Yevarechecha. So therefore Aaron's first request is, Eberstah, you blessed Eden. And the bracha you give will be a bracha that not only brings Shechina into the space, but clears up all of the murk, the murkiness of the eagle. So what's the bracha that you Eibishter should give? And the Teichana bracha is two things. Base. Yo'er, illuminate. Yo'er, illumination, that refers to the Shechina being present. It's like the Eibishter's face shining into the space. Mirashi Taichtop, as Rashi explains later in Pasha's Nosei, that Yoer means Yar El Chopanim Soich Koisponim Tzuhuvoi. So the Ebesha should show you a happy, radiant face. And Kadei says, Al Kanim Shachverin Diyaros Ponim and Ashoros Achshchina Bet Aaron. And then Aaron says, And how can we guarantee and ensure that this Ashoros Achshchina will actually manifest in a, in a way that relates to every single person? For that, you need the Brach of Yisa. As is from the expression to carry and overlook our Averas. Virashi touched up as Rashi again explains there in Pashas Nasai that Yisa means Yichpoishkasa, that the Ebishah will overcome any anger, so to speak, that he has against us. And atone for the eagle. So now we're seeing clearly what's happening over here. This is the moment of Ashura Sashkina. Aaron is the person who has to make it happen. Why Aaron? Because he has the power to be Mechaper from the eagle. And the brocha that he's giving is that you should see clear Kapara and absolute manifestation, manifestation of Shechina. Apisa, with that information, with that information, we can understand what Rashi really means to tell us when he specifies that Aaron came down from the Mizbeach. Rashi meant kepashtus l'shoinoi. Not like the Mephoshim wanted to explain that Rashi is explaining to us that the Pasuk doesn't read the way that it should. Rather, it's face value. As Aaron is there, noch vayevorchem arop yegangen from the Mizbeach. Major chidosh over here. That actually Rashi wants us to know that Aaron only left the Mizbeach after giving the people the bracha. Even though earlier we said bracha is not an avoid, he wouldn't expect it to be on the Mizbeach. Well, apparently it was. It actually emerges that Aaron wanted specifically to extend this bracha to the Yidden while still on the Mizbeach. On the mid-macht Rashi klor, now that we know, according to Rashi, that the bracha occurred on the Mizbech, that helps us clarify what Rashi said in the previous one. Well, if Aaron is giving this bracha while he's at the Mizbech, it clearly cannot be the mitzvah of Birkas Kahanim as it is normally done. 
Because if it was the mitzvah of Birkas Kahanim, there is absolutely no reason why the mitzvah of Birkas Kahanim would ever be done on the Mizbeach. But rather, Rashi is now going right through from the same perspective. This is a unique brocha that Aaron's giving that is only relevant at that time. This brocha is specifically linked to the unique inaugural service that Aaron was doing on the Mizbech that would never be repeated. Why? Because the purpose of this brocha is the avoida I have just completed should work. Und der Fahrer ist gesagt, wir gleich bis Michus zu der Avoida und der Fahrer ist eigentlich noch allem ins Berg. That would explain why Aaron wants to say the Brocha ASAP, soon as he finishes his Avoida, while he's still on the Mizbeach. Und das ist euch, was Rashi bewohnt mit seinem Pirsch Vajerid mal am Mizbeach. And that is also part of what Rashi wants to illustrate clearly to us by telling Vajerid he went down, me alam Mizbeach from the Mizbeach. What's he telling us? We already mentioned that the Torah did tell us that he went down from having done his avoider. Now, if you read that at face value, you'll understand as the Posseg will means he finished his avoider of bringing carbonos. Which involved the various carbonos that he brought. Now, if you read it at face value, you'll have a question Aaron already finished bringing the carbonus earlier. And Why does the Pasuk only now tell us that he left his post? He finished the Avoida. That was already recorded in the Pesukim a little bit earlier. Why is he still on the Mizbech and only coming down now? Why is Rashi before Rashi explains. That's what Rashi wants us to know. When it says that he came down, it doesn't mean he came down having now completed his avoida. It means he came down from the Mizbech where he stayed a little bit longer after completing his avoida. That's exactly what the Pasuk wants us to know. That he didn't leave the Mizbech as soon as he finished the Korbanos. He left the Mizbech after doing something else, namely this special bracha that he extended. You could almost read it as if the Pasuk had said, Vayered me'al ha'mizbeach, that the main thing the Pasuk wants us to know is, Aaron came off the Mizbeach, having done everything he wanted to do on the Mizbeach, including the Brocha. On the invited the converter, and the fact that the Pasuk continues to say, having completed the different Korbonis, that's parenthetical. Which actually contextualizes how Aaron got to be on the Mizbech in the first place. Not that we should think he ascended the Mizbech in order to give the Brocha. He ascended the Mizbech to bring Karbonis. He finished the Karbonis. He didn't leave the Mizbech. Why? Because he still wanted to give a Brocha, which was directly related to his Avoida, the Brocha. That his Avoida should have its impact and cause Hashra Sashkina. And after having done that, then he left the Mizbech, which he only entered because he was bringing Karbonis. And realistically, we can understand now that we can't learn anything about what Rashi feels the practical halachas of Brikas Kohanim are based on this pasuk. 
For example, in the time of the Beis Hamikdash, do you say Birkas Kohanim before you bring the parts of the Tamid offering onto the Mizbech or afterwards? We don't know from this pasuk, even though it says Vayered Achatos. We've now illustrated Vayered Maasoy Achatos is not a timeline. And plus, Rashi here saying Birkas Kahanim is as we mentioned right at the beginning. It's not that Rashi is suggesting that here Aaron was fulfilling the mitzvah of Birkas Kahanim. Rather that Aaron chose to use this formula for the bracha he wanted to extend. His intention with this bracha was nothing to do with Birkas Kahanim. It was specific to the unique avoid of that day. It was related to and it was the summation of his very specific and unique avoider on that eighth day of inaugurating the Mishkan. But on the other hand, in spite of the fact that as we've made very clear, the bracha Aaron gives, even though it's the words of Brikos Kahanim, is a unique bracha, unique to that day. But it is not a bracha that effects were limited to that day. Rather, it continues to have an impact until today. Because Aaron's avoida, which culminated with the bracha we've now learned about, the impact of Aaron's avoida and his bracha was the return of of a, an exiled divine presence back into this world. The divine presence had been banished because of human behavior. And when Aaron returns the Shekhinah, the impact is that the Shekhinah is always now within our reality. Therefore, we can all consistently draw strength from Aaron's bracha. Even at night, which is a time you're not allowed to say Birkas Even outside of Eretzisol, where the Birkas Kohanim is far less common than in Israel, where you bench every day. Aaron's bracha galvanizes us to be able to make it through the darkness and difficulties of Godless. To the extent that we can manifest the Shekhinah in a revealed way. Shekhinah is with us, we just don't see it. We can activate the Gilei Shekhinah in the Beis HaMikdash Ashlishi, which will manifest in the third Beis HaMikdash, which should be, please God, rebuilt immediately for us.